Welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host Andrew Mitchell and today I'm joined alongside Kevin Hall. Kevin is the global co-head of the Natural Resources Practice Group and managing partner of Alto Partners Canada. Kevin, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. Thanks Andrew. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, of course. It's uh, you know the first time we're ever getting to conduct one of these podcasts, uh, podcasts together. And it's going to be an exciting one as we touch on, uh, you know, going into boards and, you know, recruiting talent for specific boards and how to attract new uh, new members to those boards and keep them, uh, you know, pretty sufficient for your business. So let's delve right into it. So, Kevin, recruiting top talent is no easy task. What are the few common mistakes you are seeing in this process? Andrew, uh, we've uh, recruited over 100 board members for different organizations, and we get to really see some uh, pretty neat insights. I think uh, the key message here is organizations really not taking a systematic approach to recruitment of board members. They typically may be recruiting friends, family, uh, going after marquee names Mm -hmm. uh, rather than individuals with passion, experience, and skills. The other thing, uh, companies need to take a really hard look at themselves and the skills and experience that they need uh, to serve on their board. Does the board have the experience to handle proxy fights, unsolicited takeover bids, cyber attacks, environmental disasters, major Mm -hmm. fraud, and also to take advantage of some of the leading uh, new uh, things taking place in the marketplace today, artificial intelligence, machine learning, digital transformation, disruptive technologies, innovation. These are things where companies uh, come and go, mainstay companies of 20, 30 years ago, some are no longer around because they haven't stayed relevant. Uh, I think the other key thing for companies or recruiters to look at are not aiming too low. If, if you have a reasonable story uh, within an organization, note that I said reasonable and not necessarily good, mm-hmm. um, you'd be surprised at the caliber of board members that you can attract. Uh, and board members can often uh, represent the greatest value in, in, in value to, a, to an organization compared to what you get to what you have to pay. See some companies as well not taking the need for diversity seriously. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is an old argument to say we hire based on skills and experience. Uh, it's just that the people who know our industry are all men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen that so many times. Uh, we can all again all think of companies who are household names a, a few years ago or no longer around. Ask yourself why did they have the ability to innovate? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the last point I would make is, is really to check out the candidate well. Uh, speak to chairs of other boards that they've served on and uh, really understand what kind of board member they are and how they they will really add value to, to the organization. Yeah, that's a really good, those are all really great points, Kevin. I wanted to touch on, you know, one of the things that I really liked in that response was, 
how you said about you know being able to be innovative and develop new methods and be able to react to certain things that may not be in their control, such as you know a cybersecurity attack or an environmental disaster. And those are really key, uh, you know, concepts you need to have in a board today because you know we're seeing so many times where cybersecurity attacks are happening and and it, it can really you know drain a whole company from all the information that you have to all the account information uh, that gets released as well. So, you know, that's something that you need to be well aware of now. And you also need to be aware of, you know, what are some new methods and technologies that are out there that can enhance your company's performance and also the, you know, the performance of your employees and being able to get their work done more efficiently and um, effectively, I would say. Points, Andrew, and uh, uh, really reflect upon uh, an organization and how forward-thinking that organization is in terms of attracting uh, board members. Yeah, absolutely key. Definitely. Now, Kevin, what practices do you find work best when trying to attract and place great board members? I think the, the first point comes down to the absolute fundamental. Know the company, know your client, warts and all. Uh, be open and transparent when engaging with uh, potential board members. Mm-hmm. Go in with a, a no surprises uh, f- philosophy. Um, some of the really smart companies these days, they're, they're kind of developing a, somewhat of a, a roster of possible board members. Uh, Succession planning for boards is just as important as it is for the executive team. Yeah. So it's really key to know what the potential pipeline could be. And sometimes you have to be a little strategic in, in the, uh, a particular individual may c- become a, more readily available to consider a, a board opportunity. And you've got to be quick to the post to uh, secure that individual and seek to recruit them to, to the board. Um, I think one of the other things uh, not enough organizations do is to look at the past performance of potential board members. I, I've seen too many companies appoint uh, standing or recently uh, or CEOs who've recently left organizations to board positions who have less than stellar performance running a company. Uh, the confusing thing as well is that some of these CEOs also believe that they should be appointed to the to boards because they've been a CEO without considering their their, their performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, really look at the, the, the performance and the ability of the individual to, to add value and don't be afraid to ask the question, uh, why uh, was the candidate's performance uh, subpar? And... Uh, do you really want that kind of individual serving on on your board? What value do they bring? And, and I respect the fact that everybody has occasional failures or makes mistakes, and you of make course. some allowance for that. But you you need to look at particularly long term uh, performance and what that has been, and and the, the value that uh, the individual would bring to uh, the board. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, just uh, something that everyone should always look at, Kevin, is, you know, the value that a certain individual will provide and really getting to know that that person 
um, you know, beyond their role. So yeah, they may be a CEO, but they're not necessarily the best person that could be fit for a board. Um, so you want to lurk, you know, look into the long-term goals that they may have achieved and uh, something that they may want to achieve in the, the coming years. So really developing the, like you said, a succession planning for the board is definitely as equally as important for an executive team because you know, boards make um, the decisions when it comes to the company. So you want to have the right individuals in there who are going to have the right mindset and know what's best for the company going forward. Now, Kevin, more board members are conducting meaningful due diligence when considering a board opportunity. What do board members look for when assessing a board opportunity? Great question, Andrew. Um, sometimes uh, board members get starry-eyed and attracted to the name and they, they don't necessarily think about it in terms of, uh, okay, I need to do some due diligence on, on this organization and on the board. So uh, it's something that board members should be doing. So, and also, remember, uh, you're known by the company you keep. Mm-hmm. So what's the reputation of the company? What's the reputation of the other board members? Because that's going to impact on your own reputation if, if you're on that board. Um, I've, I think one of the things we found uh, most important uh, aspect of what to look for is, is the chair uh, itself. Uh, very, very important to running a, an efficient and effective board. Uh, show me a good board and I'll show you a great chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chair is such a, a, a has such an impact on on a board. Um, the culture of the board is everything, and the chair most often kind of sets that culture. Uh, and is it a governance uh, oversight board or an operational board? Make sure you know what what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, diversity is key. Not not just gender, uh, background, experience age, uh, diversity of thought, uh, ethnic perspectives, geography, societal experience. What does the, what's the board look like from that perspective? Does it have the diversity that it should need to more effectively uh, conduct its business and, and uh, complete its obligations as, as a board? Mm-hmm. Um, look at the age of board members. Uh, does the board renew itself? Understand the risk going into an organization. This is a topic that you could have a whole other uh, discussion on, but yeah. <laughs> know, know what the risks are and, and, and take steps to mitigate. Look, um, to know why you're going to be there. Um, look at the control factor. Is, is it a, a privately held or family owned uh, company, or is it a more widely held with a fully independent board? Uh, if it's family controlled or, or individually controlled, uh, is the board really uh, uh, being controlled by the family or by the owner? Uh, mm-hmm. Who's the puppet master? Yeah. I think the, the last point to make is probably does the board conduct uh, meaningful annual board assessments? Uh, uh, meaningful meaning not just tick the boxes on the survey. Uh, how does the board stay relevant? How is it utilized? best global practices, trends, how does it address issues, and particularly with, say, non-performing board members, and, and how does it deal with renewal? I think these are all kind of good, 
questions and good uh, points to consider when, when you're looking at, at, at a board and, and to be objective about it. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, uh, you know, surely a lot of things that you need to go in and consider before you take any opportunity, not just in a, in a board opportunity, but um, you, you want to make sure that you're going to go into an environment where, you know, you're going to have your say, you're going to be able to develop a company from the ground up and, you know, be the right person for that spot. So I think, you know, all these are great things to really think about. You're absolutely right. Diversity adds value to a board. Mm-hmm. It adds different perspectives. And many people should be joining boards not for the compensation, although that's certainly nice to have, but it's very often it's brain candy. And yeah. you want to be able to have meaningful discussions with others around the board table um, where individual board members bring different perspectives to, to the board. And, and it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to be, debate and, and discuss. And I think that's what makes the board stronger and makes anyone considering a board opportunity uh, excited about the prospect of, of, of being on that board. Yeah, definitely. And those are more additional great points, Kevin. Now, final question. Are there any trends you're seeing when recruiting for board members, Kevin? Another good question. Uh, yes, uh, re- really, again, I think diversity is the obvious trend. Uh, and this is going to continue in some places it gets legislated or regulated into, into being as well. Um, but the real trick is is to get the companies or organizations to really recognize the value that diversity brings and to actively embrace it, think outside the box, and, and then recruit accordingly. Uh, I think one of the other uh, key uh, trends is, is looking at age and, and term limits. Um, too many boards only renew when there is a shareholder revoked uh, proxy fight someone dies or falls out of favor. Mm-hmm. Boards can get too comfortable and, and it's hard to ask someone to leave to make room for others with a different skill set. Boards need the courage and, and the processes in place to, to make this happen, to secure fresh blood to the board and because the, the board should, should evolve and having uh, uh, individuals of, of the same mindset doesn't give you a strong board. Mm-hmm. I think a, uh, another area to consider is, uh, are advisory boards. Uh, and I really can't understand why more companies don't take advantage of the top talent in the marketplace by utilizing an advisory board. I really believe that it can bring the best value in the, in, in the corporate world today. Uh, again, what you pay for versus what you get. And mm-hmm. advisory boards can... Uh, set aside the, the governance issues, uh, the financial issues. You, you get to play in a really cool sandbox uh, around strategy, uh, corporate development, where the company wants to go, and your resource to, to the chair of the board, but also to the CEO most often. I think the other trend really seeing is just the speed of change, um, and that will continue to accelerate uh, with corporations giving giving rise to the new challenges at the board level uh, with artificial intelligence, machine learning, disruptive technologies, and, and, and innovation. Again, 
the board and the company has to stay relevant. So that's and it's fat going faster and faster and faster. One of the boards that recently re- recruited for were looking for uh, millennials. They wanted to really oh, appreciate right. and understand <laughs> the skill set around those individuals, but um, they were also challenged that they needed to bring millennials on board who had some prior board experiences mm-hmm. as, as, as well. But at least they were thinking about the right uh, aspects of their business and given that their major customer base was of millennials, so they wanted to make sure that the board stayed relevant with some of that that current thinking. So uh, it can, trends are can be fun and uh, informative to the other board members. So it's again something something to to embrace uh, willingly uh, when you when uh, recruiting board members. Yeah, you know, another great point that I, I could pick out of that, Kevin, is how you mentioned just embracing change. Um, you know, things are developing a lot faster than I feel like a lot of people right now can handle and or even notice. And companies, as you mentioned, they need to develop with these changes in order to stay relevant and to stay up with the time you know, the changing of times and all these new different technologies and methods that people are developing in order to get ahead. And if you don't, if you're not already going for those new technologies, you're going to be left behind and you're not going to attract, you know, new talent and and, um, smarter talent. I shouldn't say smarter talent, but talent that's really hands-on with the world that we're in right now and um, I like how you also brought up the board that's looking for Millennials um, because Millennials give a, a different viewpoint to business right now and Millennials are going to be you know the new executives in you know, five to ten years so how what with what they can bring along with what the current board members may already have and you know combining their knowledge and skill sets can ultimately make a very strong board Exactly, and you have to think about just some of the the real leaders in the in the business world today. Jeff Bezos, yeah. um, uh, Amazon, and his comment: he expects uh, Amazon to go bankrupt at some mm-hmm. point. And I tell you, that's pretty cool to make that statement and, and to think of it that way. And then, how do you constantly re- reinvent yourself? It forces you to to think about that because you know you, you don't want to go bankrupt, and and the, the loss of shareholder value there. So. It's, uh, I think, numerous examples like that. Who, who, who would have thought Blockbuster went the way Blockbuster went because the renting of videos uh, no longer suited uh, technology over, overtook it. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, where we are. It's it's hard to predict where things could be in five years or so, but it's it's pretty. Easy. It's a lot easier right now to look at where things can be within the next year or two. So, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, you and your firm, Kevin, can continue to develop these boards and provide them the talent needs that they uh, so desperately need right now. But, um, you know, it was a pleasure having you on and discussing this very important topic right now as we uh, enter into the importance of uh, developing boards. My pleasure entirely, and thank you for uh, asking me to comment on this important topic. Yeah, of course. Alongside Kevin Hall, 
global co-head of the Natural Resources Practice Group and managing partner of Alto Partners Canada. I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Town Talks.